All right, guys. Hey, this is Joshua Lozano, and welcome to the official first episode. Um, although it's going to be kind of abbreviated today, I, I you probably saw the video going around about me just sort of giving you some some future. This is kind of what's coming up. This is what's coming down the pike. This is what's happening in relation to the series that I'm going to be kind of delving into today, uh, and that is going to be on the supremacy of God. That's not going to be, this is not an exclusively teaching style podcast, although that is um, a huge part of it. Uh, we're at, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, the news. We're going to talk about pop culture and we're going to have uh, really exciting interviews. And in fact, there are a few that are coming up uh, in the very near future that I'm, I'm really excited about. And I will uh, give you guys some more information as that kind of comes down the pike. So yeah, so really excited about that. In the video that I last told you about, the short abbreviated video, I wanted you guys to do three things. I wanted you guys to to verify and to pray and to live. And what I meant by that was to verify that everything I said is true. I wanted you to pray, pray that, that God would do a, a work in your heart during this time, especially me as I pray and try to get in the right heart um, and frame of mind for these podcasts down the, the road and videos and things along those lines. And then also that I would live out the gospel and that I would encourage other people to do the same. That's that's really the, the crux of this whole podcast, of this this whole show. And so, but, but I thought that the best place to start would be the supremacy of God and the supremacy of God in all things. And so we're going to be kind of breaking that down. We're going to be talking about the supremacy of God in the Bible, the supremacy of God in music, the supremacy of God in parenting, and so on and so forth. All kinds of different things we're going to be uh, going over and, and giving real-life application for each one of those things. And so my desire in taking us through the series, in part, is to show you what God can do in His people, through His people. Uh, when he's viewed by his people as the ultimate satisfaction in the entire universe. That is the point of this whole thing, the point of this series. In other words, this series is going to become somewhat of a fork in the road for many of us, and I'll just kind of say it that way as well. <laughs> what do I mean by that? I mean that either we'll take the road that leads to the glory of God and the supremacy of God in all things and unprecedented spiritual growth and the life of you and of and in me, or we will be content to follow the road that that sort of reads business as usual. That God will have a place. He'll have part of your heart. I've I've heard sort of. Uh, this this concept, and I, I can't stand this concept, and I'm sure that I'll bring it up quite a bit. Uh, you've probably heard the phrase something like, you know, just, just let God have the rest, or, or, you know, you're missing a God-shaped piece of your heart, or, or whatever it is. And, and when the reality is that, that God is everything, that, that everything else is nothing, that is the reality. So God is not a... a you know, anything shaped piece of your heart. He is either everything or he is nothing. And so on, on the outset, I want us to sort of have the prayer of William Carey, who said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. That's kind of what I want to do with this podcast is I want to uh, 
expect God to do great things in this podcast, but I also want to attempt great things for God during this podcast, whether it's trying to teach theology, whether it's trying to bring fresh biblical theological perspective to the news of the day, to pop culture, um, but also having gospel-centered, gospel-saturated, practical, helpful interviews for us to glean from and to be encouraged by. That is what I, I'm hoping to do um, in this podcast. And so I hope that you guys can can kind of go along with me and, and listen along with me and uh, as I share not only different pieces of information, but just share part of my life. You guys are going to hear huge portions of my life that really only my family gets to hear fairly regularly and, and my small group as well. So um, I'm excited to have this sort of bonding experience with you in, in that way. But I'm also excited to hear from you. I'm really excited to hear about how God is working in your life through this podcast and through various other ministries that not only they may not be associated with mine, that may be completely separate from mine. I want to know how God is, is working in your heart and in your life. So so I'd, I'd love to hear from you and let you and let just let me know those things. So when you expect great things, when you attempt great things, you don't need to be some deacon. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be, you know, some some radio host or personality or, or, or whatever. You don't have to be some great missionary. You don't have to hold any particular issue, any any position in the local church to expect and attempt great things for God. You don't have to do any of that. Here's what you need to do. You need to see and you need to savor the supremacy of God in all things. That's it. You need to to recognize that God is supreme regardless of your view. And then you need to apply the realistic view of who God is according to Scripture, of who God is revealed in Scripture. And from that correct revelation of who God is and who he's revealed himself to be, let that change your perspective of the rest of your life, how you work. Uh, whether you live for I, whether you work for eye service, the eye service of men, or whether you do all things to glorify God, uh, that is that is just one application of recognizing and and enjoying and reveling in the supremacy of God in all things. So, uh, once we begin to grasp this sweet reality of the supremacy of God in all things, we'll begin to see our passions shifting from self to Savior, and that is from self to the biblical person of Jesus Christ, who he is as revealed in Scripture. And as time goes on, I'll give you practical ways of what that looks like to shift from self to the biblical Jesus. And I say biblical Jesus because there's this concept of Jesus as this um, uh, sort of accepting person in the Trinity, if he's considered a Trinity at all, uh, part of the Trinity at all by by many. And when I say accepting, I mean that he affirms whatever it is that you claim to be, whether you were born this way, whatever this way is, homosexual or 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 transgender or or um addicted to porn or whatever it might be you say i was born this way 
Well, the reality is that everyone was born sinful. So that's not really a good argument. <laughs> In fact, Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. So being born this way really has no bearing on reality. You must be born again. That's the point of John chapter 3. So, so, so yeah, so, so beginning to grasp the reality of the supremacy of God in all things is going to shift our perspective from self to Savior. It's going to help us see who God is and how important he is in all of life. And as A.W. Tozer said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. That's absolutely true. So what comes into your mind when you think about God? What, what comes into your mind when you think about who God is and, and how he's revealed in Scripture? And, and when you read the Bible, what comes into your mind? When you close the pages of Scripture on your, Sunday, on your, on your morning reading or uh, on your evening reading or whenever it is that you read, when you close the pages of your Bible, what comes into your mind when you think about who God is as revealed in Scripture? What comes into your mind when you think about who you are in relation to Scripture? That's another really important factor in this whole discussion. And so before we begin to uh, get into some parts of this uh, series, as I begin to just sort of unravel what this all means, I'd like for us to do something a little bit unique. I'd like for you to just sort of affirm right there where you are, wherever that might be. Just say, I will verify. I will pray. I will live in relation to what I was mentioning earlier. So those are just just to kind of leave that out there for now. We're going to get into uh, a couple passages of scripture for the next episode. And there are going to be quite a few different passages of Scripture, but let me just give you a couple, let me give you a little bit of a breakdown for what uh, I'd like to do. Just some topics that I'd like to, to cover during this series. One being the supremacy of God in the Bible. I know that might sound sort of silly. You say, well, of course God is supreme in the Bible. Well, you'd be surprised how many people don't actually recognize God's supremacy in the Bible as they read Scripture. They have this sort of self conceived understanding about the Bible. They see the Bible as a love letter to mankind. And in a way, that's not inaccurate. In a way. But I don't think that that's the crux of the Bible. I think the crux of the Bible is really a revelation to man of who God is. Of who God is. And therefore, in the Bible, we can say that, that in all of the Bible points really to the supremacy of God in all things. And so that's where we're going to start. And then the next uh, episode is going to be the supremacy of God and salvation, which is going to be a very interesting podcast. So be stay, t- uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to have your daily dose of soteriology a little bit. And uh, I haven't been able to secure an interview for that yet, uh, but... I, I think that that can also be one way down the road. I, I'm I'm very interested in several different people that I've been uh, communicating with about the um, supremacy of God and salvation, particularly the sovereignty of God in salvation. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about prayer. Why do we pray? Why do we pray? What's the purpose of prayer? 
Singleness. How can we see God as supreme in singleness? Well, what does that even look like? (laughs) Um, But we're going to be talking about that. Marriage, sex, parenting, um, hopefully grandparenting, I'd like to talk about and discuss a little bit. The supremacy of God in work, in missions, in evangelism, in preaching and teaching, in the cross, in the resurrection, in eternity and the future. Um, so we're going to have a wide range of things that we're going to be discussing on this on this show uh, for the for the first few weeks. But one that uh, you can kind of uh, keep in the back of your mind uh, that I'm very very excited about. One I think that has practical implications for the life of the local church in particular is the supremacy of God in music. And so I'll be talking with. Uh, with a guest about that. Uh, very, very excited, but uh, I will not reveal who that is just yet. But I am very excited uh, about that possibility coming up very soon, within the next probably three to four weeks. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Real quick, I just wanted to, to end with something. Like I said, it's going to be somewhat abbreviated today. But I wanted to end with something that just might be on some people's minds. We haven't been... Uh, in church worship corporate worship gatherings for for several weeks now and uh, now especially with the stimulus package that's you know kind of come through and all that kind of stuff i saw an article on the gospel coalition that i thought was pretty helpful it's not really lengthy in this this particular part of it but it is helpful and uh, so if you're interested it's uh, the gospelcoalition.org backslash article uh, and then you can just do an FAQ on uh, the stimulus bill and how it affects churches and individuals. So the title of this, it's by Joe Carter. And uh, the title of this is the FAQs, How the Stimulus Bill Affects Churches and Individuals. This is really interesting. Um, it really opens up a whole bunch of questions that maybe some of you haven't even considered yet. Number one, should churches even really try to receive those uh, that stimulus? Should they get that good faith certification or whatever it is that they're calling it? Or should they trust God? What, what does that look like? And not, and see, that's the funny thing. I'm not saying that if you receive that from the government, you're not trusting God. But there, it, br- it brings up a question that, uh, a sort of a situation that a lot of churches never even considered themselves to ever be in. Uh, a circumstance that they never thought they'd be in. And maybe as you're watching this right now, you're thinking, yeah, I, I never thought I'd be here either. When I say should they, I don't, I don't mean should they in relation to you know, it being sinful. I don't think that, that the Bible refers to churches uh, accepting or not accepting monies from the government as an inherently sinful act or, or, or demonstrating a lack of trust in God or anything like that, as far as I can tell. But the question is, and what what I think several have uh, tried to answer recently within the last couple of days, and I'll get to those probably tomorrow, is, is it ethical? Is it it, uh, from a a church leader perspective? Is it something that you should be doing as just sort of as as a rule? Should you choose not to do that? Well, those are questions that I, I don't I don't know for sure. Um, I'm still wrestling with myself, but uh, I'd love to know what you guys think about that. 
um, what you guys are maybe going to do, what you're planning on doing. And I'm really interested to know some of, sort of from the, I want to hear from the ground. What, what are you guys uh, going to be doing in the, in the near future? So anyways, this, this part of this article, I just wanted to read to you. How does this legislation affect churches and small uh, nonprofits? It says this, churches, nonprofits, and Christian schools that are 501c3, as well as most small businesses with fewer than 500 employees uh, are eligible for the $367 billion in Small Business Administration, or the SBA, loan guarantees and subsidies. This legislation increases the maximum loan, i.e. the SBA loan program for providing financial assistance, uh, that is the amount to $10 million and would expand allowable uses for such loans to include employee salaries, insurance premiums, mortgage payments, payroll, sub, uh, payroll support, uh, including uh, paid sick or medical leave. For example, if you get the virus and you have to, uh, you can't work from home or whatever it is uh, because you're very sick or whatever. What, what does that look like? And so it talks about uh, covering those those payments and things along those lines and other debt obligations for almost all churches the loan amount they can receive will be equal uh, to their total average monthly payroll cost for the preceding 12 months that is from march 2019 to february 2020 multiplied by two and a half so for example a church that has uh this is from the gospelcoalition.org for example, it says, a church that has an average monthly payroll cost of $50,000 would be eligible for a loan of $125,000. Now, the loan requires a good faith certification that the funds will be used to support ongoing operations, retain workers, and or maintain payroll or make mortgage lease and utility payments. The loan is forgivable. And that's that's kind of one thing that I'm interested in knowing more about what that means, uh, but it says it doesn't require repayment if the church employed the same number of people or more during the loan period as they did in 2019. Funds that are not forgiven have a loan maturity of two years. The loan payments under this program are not due for six months. No fees are included for the loan and no collateral or personal guarantees will be required, writes Joe Carter, uh, editor for the Gospel Coalition. So what do you think about that? Not just the, the sort of the number breakdown, but what do you think about uh, churches accepting money from the government, from the state, even in times of hardship? Did the apostles, did the disciples, early disciples, did the early church ever anticipate something like this happening? Uh, where... The, where churches would be in such financial strain because they took out loans for property or um, because they had debts or because they had missionaries on the front lines or whatever it was and they were trying to support these people, whatever it might be. Um, did they anticipate those things happening and did they anticipate, I mean, not from what I can tell in Scripture, but that's sort of the question. Is it, is it ethical? What would the apostles have done? Would they have accepted these these loan payouts? I don't know. <laughs> we're we're as far as I could tell, we're in uncharted territory. But it seems to me that I mean, just as a guess, they maybe not. But I don't know. I, I really don't know. 
Uh, I mean, the early church was in some really hard times. I mean, very hard times. Many, many times. <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't recall them ever trying to seek some sort of bailout from anyone other than from the churches. So I don't know. But I'd love to know what you think. Uh, today, that's just going to be kind of this podcast for today. And you're probably looking, uh, if, if you're looking right now throughout iTunes and you're like, okay, I can't find the Josh Lozano show. I can't, it's coming. Just, just, just calm down. Wait, we're, we're trying to get it up and, and going. Uh, we're waiting on some verification, but once that gets done, we should be all good. And same thing with SoundCloud. We have some things in the works now. So just uh, be on the lookout for that. Be, thank you so much again for for liking our content, for sharing this video, if you want to share this video as it's being broadcast uh, live. And even small clips, whether it's the podcast, little clips from the podcasts, or whether uh, it's man on the street, or whether it's interviews, or whatever it might be, it, it helps tremendously to help share uh, these episodes. So if you think about it, we, I, I would love it if you liked it, if you commented, if you shared, um, so that I can, uh, for the next episode, I can uh, go back to some of the previous comments and I can address some of those comments or the questions. I, I, I'm, I'd be so excited to do that. So uh, until next time, thank you so much. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>